person. I just want to call out one person. And I hate myself a lot. But uh, you're getting punched in the dick. There needs to be more Street Shark references. I say who? <laughs> That's funny as hell. Hey, listen, welcome, I just welcome, want to call ladies out one and gentlemen, to the underqualified and overcompensated podcast. I am your host with the least most, Rhodes. Today we are not joined by our brown and beautiful, bald, just crimson excellence, Rico. I don't know why crimson. It was yep. a word. <laughs> we are not joined by him. Yeah, hopefully he will hop in a little bit later, but we are hopefully. followed by the ever youthful, fantastic <laughs> Firth. He is here with us today. He is I'm not back. on duty. He's back. And of course... Yeah, more importantly, going, most importantly, more importantly, yeah, yeah, not me. There, yeah, no what you guys are, what you're really here for, uh, yeah. not for either of us. Uh, we are here with the Libertarian 2020 presidential candidate, Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Ma'am, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing good. We are. Uh, we were talking before the episode. Uh, I'm dealing with. All sorts of different duties, and uh, Firth happens to have family over, and so he's yeah. sequestered they're, himself away for a little yeah, bit. They're hiding away. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're managing. Uh, we've mm -hmm. been super excited about this interview for yeah, uh, since we first scheduled it um, months ago, and we, we've been super stoked, excited. We had that interview with Spike last weekend, which went extremely well. And we got a lot of really good information, uh, not just content-wise, but just on the issues. And mm -hmm. um, I'm sure, as you know, ma'am, him being your vice president, uh, Spike is fantastic uh, when it comes to the issues and just speaking. He, he intimidated me with how much he knew and how well he spoke that I felt like I just needed to shut up and let him host my own show. <laughs> well, I try really hard not to intimidate people. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I'm not sure that's how to get a vote is to intimidate them. I'm, I'm going to try to make you feel good and empowered. And yes, I want to be on team Dr. Joe. <laughs> fantastic. We're all mm -hmm. pretty much leaning that way already. Uh, obviously, you know, we have you on. We're excited about it. It's great. Uh, for those of you that do not know, uh, Dr. Joe Jorgensen is the senior lecturer in psychology at Clemson University. She holds a PhD in industrial and organizational psychology and has taught full-time since 2006. Um, you've been a part of the Libertarian Party uh, for a while. You were with nominee Harry Brown in 1996, correct? I was the VP running mate, yes. Uh, one of the, and, and I usually don't talk about this, but yeah, one of the few women on the ballot in all 50 states in the history of our country. Wow, that's... I did it before Hillary Clinton did it. <laughs> Although she did it as president. <laughs> That's a good claim to fame. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's I, one I of those things it. that it's sad that you have to mention it, but it's <laughs> right. good that you can. Yeah, yeah. That should be my new, new slogan. I beat Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I beat Hillary Clinton. I like it. I like that. I can find that. That's funny. 
<laughs> That's a new bumper sticker. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that out right now. I'll throw that on my Ford. <laughs> so, uh, how how is the campaign doing for you, man? I know campaigns are are hectic. They're just everywhere. You're running around constantly. And uh, from what I've seen with other people and I've talked with some of the people in your guys' campaign, they, they always seem flustered whenever I talk to them on the phone because they're just running nine different directions. How How is it treating you? Well, because they're doing all the work, I'm not quite as flustered. So campaigning has been great. Uh, as you know, because of the coronavirus, some of this has been done uh, remotely. So that's made things a little differently. However, we are going on a two-week bus tour here soon, going across several states. So I'm excited about that. Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, where? So, how is the bus tour is kind of going? Are you guys going to different locations? Uh, obviously, with the COVID, it's yeah. Kind of if you can't well, have these big rallies as other people are having. Well, the the bus tour doesn't start until I'm not sure the end of this week. I have you know, it's like if it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium. I think that was the name of a movie in the '60s. So, um, but we're I think we're going to something like 20 cities in two weeks. So it'll be busy. Cool. Right now, it's just been kind of here and there. Wow, that I could only imagine just this stress and the constant moving around and just talking to people and you don't does it ever get to the point where you're doing these interviews like you are now and you have to like look over at your assistant and be like wait who am i talking to <laughs> yeah actually no um because I, I i will never get tired of talking about this topic and especially now i think it's really energized uh because of the coronavirus you know a lot of people before if you talked about freedom they'd say "Ah, eh, we're the freest country on earth who cares about that but after being under house arrest for a few months <laughs> having governors tell them you know you got to stay home now they're like hey wait a minute i thought this was america and so it's really been great to see this kind of individualism come back and people saying no we're not we're not going to you know, put up with this. So it's it's really exciting talking to energized people and people who look at the two old parties saying, you know what, maybe this isn't a real choice. I, I agree. I mean, me and Firth, we kind of feel the same way. Uh, we identify with, with the parties, but we both kind of feel that if you're, the, the two-party system's old and outdated. If you're Either if you're super far to the left, or you're super far to the right. I personally feel like you're not using enough intellectual like <laughs> logic and mind usage. It's, it's just more ignorance. And I don't feel like you can be far left or far right anymore. I feel like it's more kind of in the middle faith. And I kind of I really like the libertarians because it pulls pieces from both sides. And it's more focused on the freedom of indiv individual people, which is... Yeah, and, and can I point out, we don't even, you know, the the liberals, the Democrats are no longer far left. They're no longer the party of free speech and you get to do what you want and live and let live. You know, they're the people who are just high on censorship and they've given up any semblance of being the party of anti-war as they used to be. Um, now they're as big of war hawks as the Republicans, so they're not even on the left. And then Republicans who used to say, well, I'll give you economic freedoms where you get to keep your money, you know, you can spend your money better than the bureaucrats in Washington and you can run your business how you want. They're no longer saying that. We've got Trump giving us record deficits and he 
he keeps increasing spending. He is not fulfilling his promises of giving us, you know, smaller government. And so, yeah, we just kind of have chaos out there with really nobody standing for anything except for the Libertarian Party, which is actually standing on the side of the individual, you know, being for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go first. Ma'am, ma'am, I find that like really curious that you bring that up because especially as someone who identifies themselves as a conservative and as a Republican, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head is the fact that the Republicans always stood for that, that smaller, smaller government, uh, lower spending. And it doesn't seem that they're in that direction anymore. And yeah. that's, that needs to be corrected at, on the Republican side, or is that just where the Libertarian Party is going to gain ground because that's something that you can say, wait, that's a huge, that's a huge, I, I you know, idea of our party and th- the party that used to stand for this, they're not even interested in that anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I didn't, what I usually do is I distinguish between the many fine Republican voters who want smaller government mm-hmm. and the Republican politicians who keep giving them bigger government. Mm-hmm. And that was my stump speech in 96. And so uh, basically the Republicans, the, the politicians, they've got just as many special interests. And I would like to point out, uh, since you brought this up, that the reason we have the Libertarian Party at all is because back in whatever, 1971, well, it was after Nixon had his wage and price freeze controls. Mm -hmm. A group of Republicans were saying, you know what? (laughs) Since when do Republicans tell you that you can't give people raises or that you can't raise your prices? This doesn't sound like economic freedom at all. Mm -hmm. And that's how the Libertarian Party got born. So it was actually Republicans not acting like Republicans 40 years ago. And if, if, you know, if, if they thought they weren't acting like Republicans, then they should take a look at them now. Oh my right. God. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a great point. And I, and I find, cause we've had the discussion about the, the Libertarian party before on this podcast, obviously, because, you know, you being on here and us getting excited about that and having spike on it before. And that's the Libertarian party has always been the, it's always felt like Republicans who, who kind of were left behind, who had these same ideals. And yet, and I, I think you put it really well, is that the politicians left us behind. Right. And as far as you were saying, should the Republicans kind of fix their ways or mm-hmm. should, should the Libertarians come over uh, or you know take over? Um, I would say the Republicans have shown that they have absolutely no interest. You know, when I ran in the 90s, I kept hearing uh, people back then, Newt Gingrich and a lot of others, mm-hmm. say, we got to get control of the spending. We got, now you don't even hear them talking about it. And You hear maybe like one or two like little voices out there. And, and, and they just get covered up, though, by everything else that's happening. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. but, but also somebody pointed out to me, you know, probably the, the, if, we, if we look at what the Republican Party stands for, the politicians, it's probably just a coincidence that they happen to overlap with libertarian ideals, that libertarians are on the side of the individual and that the individual should be the one to make the decision all the time. And so that's why, for instance, we say, yes, you should be allowed to own a gun 
owning an inanimate object is not a violation of anybody else's rights. And yes, you should be able to use drugs. Having drugs around your house is not of, you know, does not violate anybody else's rights. So they, so libertarians look at it from the standpoint of you should be in control of your own life mm -hmm. and not let the politicians try to run your life for you. Right. Not this centrally federal government in Washington trying to tell the person who's in, let's say, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> what they need to be doing. Yep. And okay. well, and we saw, you know, with the coronavirus, um, we saw uh, President Trump up there with Dr. Fauci kind of leading the way because a lot of people pointed out to me, well, you know, these governors, they're the ones making the decision. It's like, well, yeah, being strong armed with Trump and Dr. Fauci on the stage, sitting there telling them they need to close down. So because people forget the president can only do so much. Like, for instance, if I were elected, I would get rid of the Department of Education on day one, but I can't do that. I got to do it through Congress. So mm -hmm. there's only so much the president can do law-wise. However, uh, being in the bully pulpit, being the, the, the leader of the country, in that leadership role, you can have change. And, he, you know, first he's like, yes, we all need to stay down. And then he's like, you know, he, yeah, he's like, let's uh, let's lock everybody up at home. This virus is bad. And then he's saying, well, no, no, the governors are crazy. Let the people out. So not a not a uh, consistent message, let's say. Right. Right. And, and ma'am, you bring with up a good the, point. Oh, I'm with sorry, the COVID-19. Uh, sorry, I, I wanted to jump in there. So sure. we had a question. Um, so with the COVID-19 response, what would have been your kind of how do you feel like they went wrong? Just quick. I, I don't really want to tackle the COVID-19 thing. Right. We could go into a whole world of this. Um, but what steps would you have taken as president to work toward control and recovery to our country? And what are your thoughts on mass and social responsibility? Like how, how do you feel like we went wrong as a country to control this? And what would have been a better way, do you think? Yeah, so quickly, what I would have done differently and, and let me let me first mention this is the most egregious assault on liberty I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, the first thing I would have done that Trump didn't do is I would have gotten rid of the obstacles that the FDA had to get testing out. Uh, there were over 60 American companies making testing kits and the FDA originally only approved two of them. And we kept hearing news reports about how Southeast Asia, how um, they've, they're doing such a great job of testing all the people so they're getting it under control. Well, yeah, they're doing it with testing kits made here that we weren't allowed to use. The other thing I would have done is um, I wouldn't have stood on stage as he did and say, um, only get tested if you have symptoms. I mean, it's been clear from the start that a lot of people don't have symptoms. Right. If we had tested everybody, then we would have known who could have you know, who could have gone out there and continued to work and who could needed have gotten ahead of the curve. Right. And then we wouldn't have lost tens of millions of jobs. No, I, I agree, man. So I have, uh, I have worked extensively since the beginning of this, uh, on Fort hood with the respiratory illness clinic, testing people and kind ah. of starting it up here. So that has always been an issue since the start for me has been how they handled testing. And even to this day, they're like, only if you have symptoms, if you have positive contact, we will test you. And I'm like, what about asymptomatic? Or, you know, the three to five days that you don't have symptoms, but you're still transmitting the disease. 
Right. And in the beginning, and, and apparent, apparently it's not quite as high, although who knows, because we're still in the beginning of knowing about it. But in the beginning, they were saying as many as 60 to 80 percent of people weren't showing symptoms. Well, that sounds to me like maybe we better check everybody. You know? Oh, and also to answer the second part of your question, mm -hmm. because um, you had asked about masks. Uh, I, I think it should be up to the individual, not the government. And a lot of people are under the impression that, well, if the government doesn't say we have to do it, nobody will do it. But two things. First of all, gosh, back in March, maybe uh, April, they asked, they, they did a poll and they asked people, do you think we're opening up too soon? And uh, again, like 70% of the people said, yes, we're opening up too soon. So that's telling me that, okay, we are adults. <laughs> we, we know that. People are using know, some logic and common sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other thing is notice that Walmart just came out with a rule that every store in the country, um, everybody had to wear masks. Mm -hmm. So what this does is it gives the individual the choice. If you only feel comfortable shopping in stores in which everybody else is wearing a mask, and by the way, I can understand that um, if I were older or if I had an autoimmune disease or something, mm -hmm. then I would be like, oh, that's the store for me now. <laughs> but if you really don't like wearing masks and you're young and you, you, you're you not in the risk group and you say, well, it's the same risk as the flu. Um, I think I'd rather shop in a place that doesn't require masks, then you get that choice. But once again, we've got a one size fits all from the government right. that means that we all have to do the same thing. And once again, the government is kind of being our parent. That kind of is. <laughs> So, so would you say you would like to leave it up to the individual or that, uh, that business as well? It's up to that business to decide if, hey, to come in here, you have to be wearing a mask, but it's that business telling the customer. So that way, if that customer well, says, hey, I don't want to go in there if not everybody's wearing a mask, that's their decision. Is, is, am I understanding that correctly? Exactly, except I okay. like to phrase it a little differently because mm -hmm. companies want to make a profit. Mm -hmm. So they have a profit motive to make us happy, whereas government doesn't. And so the co the companies are going to say, well, is this what the customer wants? Yes or no. So Walmart is making a decision that in the end, they're going to make more profits. So I would suggest that it's not us listening to Walmart, but it's Walmart listening to the customers. Because okay. if if you don't do a good job of listening to your customers, if you don't give the quality mm -hmm. of products and services they want, then you're going to go out of business. Yep. You're going to lose those customers, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. I mean, I see, I, I'm kind of torn in the middle because I, uh, as a medic and I see the people and I'm, it's not super big. We don't have, you know, hundreds of people on ventilators here. It's not as bad as the other places are reported, but from like a medical standpoint, I'm just like, wear a mask. I, I wear one for 12 hours a day. Um, but then wow. I also see the yeah, it's uncomfortable um, in a hundred degree <laughs> yes, weather outside. I, it, out. <laughs> it, it's hot, um, but I, I do it because I don't get freedom of choice because of the uniform I wear. So I have to right, 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 right. And, um, and, and, and by the yeah, and by the way, like my mother has not set foot in a grocery store since March because she is mm -hmm. in her eighties, and so um, in fact, I was. Um, 
I, I stayed with her this past few, you know, she, she lives out of state for me and I stayed with her the past several days because her best friend, she normally does that kind of stuff for her when out of town. So it, we're not saying you have to go out and expose yourself to people without masks. You know, just don't go to a store that doesn't require masks mm -hmm. or self quarantine. You know, we do have the freedom to self quarantine as well. <laughs> Yes. And I, and that's kind of where like, I'm like, wear a mask, but also civil liberties. I want people to right. be able to choose their own things. And mm -hmm. I kind of ride along the same line. It doesn't affect me, but then, you know, the pandemic is kind of one of those things where it does. And it's kind of a, it's a middle ground and, you know, you can't really truly find a hundred percent clarity that you have people saying that, you know, it's not as bad as people are saying that news agencies are saying, the news are saying people that's actually worse. And it's kind of, no, no one really knows unless you're right there, I guess, is kind of one of those things. Right. And, yeah. Which is why this is and, kind of a nuanced uh, question to have. And it's like a, a weird thing to kind of go at with a government standpoint. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Rhodes. Uh, I don't know if you saw the comment uh, from Ryan uh, Duncan. I was going to oh. say from, from Duncan. Okay. I, 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 that caught my eye and I didn't know that uh, so, about... So, ma'am, so that one. From COVID I'm very curious about that. So we have a question for you from <laughs> a friend of well, mine. Unless you have something else to say about COVID-19, I apologize. I, I, I try to answer some of the comments on the side, and we have over 200 people watching. So the comments fly past us, and I try right. to catch them before they go away. Um, do, do you have anything to close up the COVID-19 discussion? Sorry, I don't want to uh, rush you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much it, uh, except to say that, well, one other thing, which is that part of the reason that Dr. Fauci said, okay, we all need to be under house arrest is because we don't have enough hospitals. My question is, okay, why don't we have enough hospitals? Well, it's because the government has other laws, for instance, certificate of need laws, which um, prevent people from you know, building clinics and buying another uh, MRI machine without the permission of government. So government restricts the number of clinics and hospitals, restricts the number of doctors, restricts the number of nurses. And then we have a pandemic and the, and the government's like, uh-oh, you know, now, you know, now we got to stick you inside. So this is a classic example of what Harry Brown used to say, which is the government breaks your leg and then expects you to be appreciative when it hands you a crutch, you know? It's like, how about stop breaking our legs? <laughs> I, I like that. I don't like my legs to be broken. No. Um, that usually hurts. Rico is here with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. The, the ever beautiful and magnificent Rico. Oh, you're too kind. Sorry, I'm late again. Army duties. Rico, Dr. Joe Jorgensen, Dr. Joe Jorgensen, Rico. Dr. Jorgensen, thank you very much. I apologize for my tardiness. Government work. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's your show. It's your show. Um, Welcome to the Federal you know, Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were the guest, I might be upset, but hey, I, I am a libertarian. I think you get to run your show how you want to. So, <laughs> but we no, but thank you for being. Yeah, try. thank thank you for being polite. I appreciate that. <laughs> we we try, man. We are we always try to be cordial and. Uh, I can't say the word courtesy, courteousful. I don't know. Words are hard. <laughs> courteous. 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 Thank, thank you. Thank that you, is Dr. literally Joe. the one word I cannot say. <laughs> All right. The two, the two people with degrees on this show, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Army dude, shut up. Hey, Roger. How well is that working? <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
then the, the question by one of our good friends, Duncan, uh, Jared Duncan, he wanted to ask you, uh, he knows that you're pro-choice, but uh, you don't agree with it. So since the government doesn't have the right to ban it due to individual rights, should they be required to pay for it? Okay. So the libertarian platform is the government needs to stay out of it. In fact, um, I mentioned Harry Brown. Harry Brown's reply was, if you get the government involved with abortion, pretty soon men will be having abortions uh, since they seem to mess up everything they get into. Uh, in the Libertarian Party, and, and yes, there is, you know, that's the one issue that a lot of people do disagree on. Um, the, the, party, the, the party platform is pro-choice, and I am representing the party, and I am representing the entire platform. However, whether you're pro-choice or pro-life in the Libertarian Party, then basically we say that government should not decide how to spend your dollars. And my heart goes out to, with Obamacare, those nuns who, if you remember the story, they were required to offer a type of health insurance that that, that provided abortions. Mm -hmm. And Catholic nuns, well, Catholics, but especially Catholic nuns, believe that abortion is murder. So basically the federal government is saying, we want you to engage in an act of murder. You know, it's indirect, it's indirect. You're providing mm -hmm. it, but you're still paying for it. And uh, that's something that even the staunchest pro-choice libertarians say that we do not have the right to tell other people how to spend their money for anything, and especially for abortion, because you shouldn't be required to spend money that goes against your core beliefs. Hmm. No, because the individual rights on both sides. I, I, I like that. I truly do like the libertarians' view on it. it it's simple on a, uh, on a subject standpoint when you're coming towards political uh, I guess on the platforms because it's is it individual right? Well, yeah, and and let me let me point out the Republican Party calls itself pro-life, mm -hmm. and I believe it's in their platform. However, we've had uh, Republican politicians vote to fund Planned Parenthood. So how is that pro-life when not only are you saying it should be allowed, but you're going to pay for them? So it's again you know, kind of, you know, your actions speak louder than your words. And, and again, even our staunchest pro-choice people say, nope, I'm not going to spend your money doing what you personally don't believe in. Mm -hmm. And that's it for everything. Education, um, healthcare, retirement, anything. And I'd like to point out, I, and I like to use education as an example, because sometimes people ask me, well, why is the country so divisive? Why is everybody so polarized? And personally, I think one of the reasons is because so much of our decision-making, so much of our everyday life goes through government. And the example I give is uh, prayer in the school. Maybe you want your kid to go to a school with prayer and maybe your neighbor doesn't. So what do you do? You have to battle it out. You have to give money to each respective politician. You know, put up the yard signs and go vote. And one of you is going to win and one of you is going to lose. Yep. And so you're basically being put at battle with your neighbor. So um, what the libertarian philosophy is, is to, okay, you get to keep your own money and you make your own decisions and to quote Milton Friedman, like vote with your feet or vote with your dollars. 
uh, we'll see what kind of schools spring up. Maybe more schools will have prayer. Maybe more schools won't have prayer. But it will be what the consumer wants, not what the government wants, or not what 51, you know, what we have is 51% of the people, for instance, saying no prayer. And so now 100% of the people have no prayer. And it's kind of like with the masks. So Walmart, you know, they say we want to wear masks. Okay, well, maybe other stores don't. So you get your choice. No, I agree. That's, I think the choice is what's important. And like, that's libertarian in a nutshell. Um, So there was a gentleman on our comments who felt like some things don't get answered. Uh, His question, his statement was uh, the (laughs) libertarian policy in alphabet agencies, taxation, welfare, and states denying people their rights. What's your plan for the true libertarian policy? He feels like these questions never get answers. Um, oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I would end, let's talk about the alphabet agencies. I would end the Department of Education, the CIA, the NSA, um, you know, go right down the line. I can't, there aren't too many that would be there. In fact, I was, uh, there was a meme going about, about me getting rid of the ATF. As far as I can see, the only good that the ATF does, and what does alcohol have to do with firearms anyway? Um, but but the, only, the only good that I can see that that agency does is something having to do with bombs. Okay, fine. The government perhaps should be able to detect bombs. We'll keep that function. Let's keep it part of the, you know, let's, let's put it under the military. Um, he talked about taxation. I would end the federal income tax. Uh, probably can't, you know, I can't do that the first month in office, obviously, but uh, we need to end the federal income tax. And a lot of people wonder, well, how can we have a government then? But mm-hmm. they don't realize, most people don't realize that um, uh, only half of the revenue is from the income tax. And the sign went away, I think, that, or, or the, the little comment went away. I thought there was one more part because I did want to, since he says it doesn't get answered, I do want to answer it. Uh, Could you pull it up, Rico? I think the other one was, uh, I know it was uh, alphabet agencies. And w- was it civil, civil li- something about civil liberties? Rhodes, can you pull that comment back up? Yeah, I wanted yes, to make was, sure. Since yep, he said it doesn't alphabet agencies, taxation, welfare, and states denying people ah. rights. Yeah, so what's your plan for true libertarian philosophy? Okay, and, and well, states denying people their rights. I'd like to point out that a lot of times this is at the behest of the federal government. And my favorite example is still kind of an older one with, I don't know if you, well, I, okay, she's before your time, but if you've ever heard of Elizabeth Dole, who was wife of Bob Dole, ran for president in 96. Mm-hmm. She was transportation secretary. Well, what you may not realize is back in those days, different states had different drinking ages. In fact, I was actually a bartender when I was in college. Um, my senior year. And then what Elizabeth Dole did is she told the states, um, basically extorted them and said, you know what, you're only going to get your highway funds, which by the way, came, you know, the money came from you. <laughs> we we took your money. Mm-hmm. But we're only going to give your money back to you if you agree to raise the drinking age to 21. So now all of the states have a, a drinking age of 21. Now, Perhaps, and, and by the way, I, I, I do have a degree in psychology, and I understand that the brain doesn't finish developing until at least 25. I get that. 
and that perhaps it is better that the drinking age is 21. But is that the role of the federal government right. to be deciding, or is that the job of the state? And if you're in a state with a drinking age of 18, guess what? You can move. So I would say that a lot of you know, that, that basically the federal government has way too much power in local government. And, and one other example with this police brutality, um, again, what we have is the federal government giving tanks and grenade launchers and free training and money to buy other things like that to the local police departments. Now, of course, if you're a police department, the federal government says, hey, do you want you do you want this free tank? I mean, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, so, I'll take a tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, who's going to turn down free? Um, right. But but secondly, you know, if you ask the average taxpayer, hey, um, on a referendum, would you like your taxes increased so our police department can buy a tank? <laughs> you know, most people are going to go, no, I don't no. want my taxes raised so we can buy a tank. So instead, we've got the federal government involved in state and local issues. And now the local police, instead of having the the community mentality of to serve and protect, now the federal government is militarizing them. So now they've got kind of an us versus them mentality, kind of a soldier mentality. And so now things are escalating a, a bit more rapidly than they would. So again, that's, even though that's kind of indirect, that's still the federal government taking away the rights of the people to make their own decisions because they don't have the choice to have the money being taken away. And and I'd like to point out when people say, geez, can we really get rid of the income tax? Okay, well, there, that's one thing that your money is going for. It's going to buy tanks that are going to your police department. Would, would, would you like to maybe reduce your income tax by that amount? <laughs> <laughs> well, the tank plan has to go, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and I do realize that you guys are, I realize you guys are in the service. And by the way, I don't think I've thanked you yet for that. Thank you very much for your service. I Thank appreciate you for that. what Thank you're you. trying to do for <laughs> <Yes>. your service. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just in the army. You're trying to like have Lead way the army. more scrupulation than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, can I point out, and, and by the way, my dad was a veteran. So, you know, but even if he weren't, I still have tremendous respect for people willing to risk their lives. Um, but people are surprised to find that find out that in 2012, looking at everybody stationed overseas, that more soldiers um, uh, voted for Ron Paul and, you know, than any other Republican candidate. And there were more donations from those serving overseas, more donations to Ron Paul than all other candidates combined. And people were saying, well, this is nuts. They're, you know, he's he's saying he wants to stop the war and these guys are in the military. But it's like, yeah, if you're in the military, you get to see how, okay, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing this or that. Like, yes, I want to protect our shores. I want to protect our country, but doing this thing over here in Iraq or Afghanistan, whatever, that this isn't really what I signed up for. So I think just the fact that there was so much support for him from people overseas who are seeing what's going on, I think that says something. Hmm. We, we have all seen a massive increase with the people that we serve with, um, our battle buddies. That That's how I came to know about you. Um, one of our, uh, one of my good friends, uh, Sean Futhi, that I, served with in Germany. He uh, is a part of your meme army. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, is he a general by now? Huh? <laughs> Isn't he a general by now in the meanwhile? Yeah, he's a general. <laughs> he's this man goes hard for you. And, uh, <laughs> that's how I learned about it. Just constantly on my feed, Joe Jorgensen memes. And I'm like, who who is this? And then I started looking into it. And then now I'm I'm all about it. And uh so that's how we came about to get you on the podcast. But and then from that I saw a bunch of my other uh battle buddies that I've served with throughout the years become more uh vocal with your support and yeah. listen to the podcast or points that we bring up or memes uh, that me and Rico have been posting. Uh, we're, we're privates in your meme army. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I want to elect a president solely on memes. That's what I want. I <laughs> want that's to, what we do now. Uh, it's I, I would be very careful about that because that kind of happened the last time, didn't it? <laughs> I'd just be very careful about that. Well, well, do you, oh, and do you mind if I interject? Because I can't believe I just did this. I, I obviously need to go back to candidate school, you know, candidate 101. I sat there and I mentioned Ron Paul's policy without mentioning my own. And then, and, and, and after this, I probably do need to get off quickly because we're way over and, but I was having so much fun, but I do have to Yes, ma'am. That was my next question. Um, if yes. you wanted to be on for like another five, 10 minutes, yeah. answer anything yeah. and then you're good to go. I'm, yeah, more like yeah, more like one minute. But I do tell you, one one of yeah one of my main uh, points, one of my main uh, campaign issues is I want to turn America into one giant Switzerland, armed and neutral. So I want to bring our troops home. You know, there's no reason why we need to be paying, you know, why a taxpayer in Alabama or Iowa or wherever needs to be paying for our military over there in France and Germany. And then being in the Middle East is just stirring things up. And we saw what happened with 9-11. So the irony is that the job of the military is to protect us. And by being involved over there, especially in the Middle East, it's just causing more problems than it's helping. So, um yeah. So, uh, and I, we, all three of us agree on that. Pulling our troops back, we would much rather be back in the States and doing what the point of our military is. Exactly. Fighting our wars. Um, exactly. My last so question. I, can, well, oh, last question. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll unless you had that. something on that, ma'am. You do you. Nope. I was just <laughs> going to give my website, but I'll take one last all question. Right. So one last question. Um, and I've thought about, and I'm going to try to put this in the most polite way that I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which it comes from a polite pl place, but it could come out misconstrued. So, what makes you candidate? Like everyone has an idea on what they can do with a policy and do better than the other person who's currently president. What uh -huh. makes you the person that we we should vote for? I, I like your policies and I like what you stand for. But what separates you other than um, the obvious? What what makes you the person? Yeah. Well, first of all, unlike the other two major candidates. I have had to live under our rules. You know, people forget that our country, we were supposed to have citizen statesmen in Washington. They were supposed to pass rules for only a couple of months out of the year and then go home and live under them. And Joe Biden has never lived under a single law he's ever passed in his entire life because he's part of the party elite, kind of the uh, animal farm where some are more equal than others. Wow. And so, and so, I have lived under the rules, and so I know what people are going through. And also because 
I, I do know what the president's powers are limited to, but I do know that I do have the power to, on day one, start bringing the troops home. Trump promised us he would do that. He didn't do it. And in fact, some places where he took troops out, he put drones in, which is still a military presence. I would actually start bringing the troops home. And unlike Trump, who keeps spending uh, more money, I understand that bureaucrats and politicians can't spend money as well as you can. And by the way, money in the private sector creates about twice as many jobs as money in the government's hands. Mm -hmm. So anybody who likes these ideas, I would urge to go to joe20.com. That's joe20.com and uh, check us out and to please vote for me in November. And if you get polled, if somebody polls you asking who you're going to vote for, even if you're not 100% sure, tell them you're going to vote for me because if I can get up to 15%, Maybe I'll be on the stage with Trump and Biden and we'll see a real choice. And that's what we want. We want right. you up there. <laughs> I, I really want you up there just for one to split the monotony. But I think it's third party candidates should definitely have more of a voice. And man, we appreciate you being on. Yes, um, sure. And, and one so question. Much. Yeah, one question from me. Did I intimidate you? <laughs> <laughs> No man, no, no. <laughs> it was. I'm not I only have one request. Uh, when when you get into office, can yes. you uh, can you make my background checks whenever I get a rifle or a gun go by faster? I'm waiting two weeks on my 308 with no answer. <laughs> um, I, I I am a gun owner. I am for the Second Amendment. I would get rid of all gun laws in the last 100 years, everyone I could. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, criminals don't have to wait for their guns. Why should law-abiding citizens have to wait for their guns? And there have been documented cases in which women waiting on a, on a gun were killed by a boyfriend or husband mm -hmm. while waiting. So, again, the criminals don't wait for guns. Why should we have to? I so, agree. Sounds good to me. Things like that where we, we are growing in support and love for you, and we appreciate it. Um, everyone else, uh, Dr. Joe's got to go. Please stay tuned. And we're going to continue talking about all this. Um, thank you, ma'am, so much. Thank we you. hope that we can have yep. you on at a later date. Uh, from all of the military people, we support you. We thank you. And also, if you could, like, let us grow beards, that'd be great. Let us grow beards and you have... Do that. Your next, 100%. your next interview. Hundred percent. You get a hundred percent military. Platform, just be like, I let everyone in the military grow a beard. <laughs> all of us. Uh, I'll add that to my issues, huh? <laughs> Vote for me. Grow a beard. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you, okay. ma'am. We appreciate you, ma your time. Thank you. I hope you have a fantastic day. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thank we'll you, ma'am. Bye. All right, everyone, that was Joe Jorgensen. Um, thank you all for who, who's watching. Please stay stay on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Now you get to talk with the three guys who aren't qualified to talk about it. Let's do this. I'm title, underqualified. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I You're not going to watch this. They know things. All right. All right. So now I can take a drink. <laughs> uh, I it was it was very brief. I had. I don't so want to be questions. unprofessional. But it, you oh. run out of time. Yes. And uh, I, I saw all of your guys' questions down below, and they're they fantastic. And I apologize that we weren't able to hit all of them. Um, 
you guys are recreational fantastic. nukes for all that's terrifying who are what hey all right 2020 is gonna is gonna be the year where fallout actually happens <laughs> look at this that's terrifying <laughs> i mean every country has a nuke no one wants to nuke each other but the thing is leaders are a little bit more stable than the crackhead next door <laughs> <laughs> No one gets nukes, David. Did you say, did you say leader? You said leaders are more sta- uh, are more stable than the crackhead next door. Yeah, probably. Eh. Mm. Eh. I've lived in New Jersey. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, I've had experience. I've had experience with both those things. Here at the uh, in the Uno family, it's <laughs> always freaking out. <laughs> oh. I just got my ass called out. That's funny, That's funny as hell. It was real cute. Okay, you know what? No, fuck it. Which, by the way, um, <laughs> I was never so focused on our theme song until like I was like, all right, Dude. man, we're going to go. And I played it, and we have her waiting. We have the logo up. Uh, and it comes out and says, going to punch you straight in the dick. And I was really? like, it says, Rico saying, butt stuff? <laughs> and I'm going to punch you in the dick. In and the I was like, oh, my seconds, God. And I was like, well, now she knows what kind of podcast this is. I thought, Cody, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, she's uh, she's going to hang up. So I was, I was thinking about that in the car yesterday as I was driving. And uh, I was like, maybe we should change the theme song. And then completely forgot about it. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it anyway. <laughs> that is a fucking masterpiece. Took me a whole no, two days not. to do. We're interviewing a pretty important person right now. And it's just Rico going like, you're going to get punched in the dick. <laughs> but stuff. Yeah. So, um, right now my in-laws are just like, what the hell is he talking about? So uh, some of you guys' questions. So thank you for your support. Thank you guys for watching for Joe. Um, if you like the interview, we have another interview with Spike. Uh, Wait, when did that uh, happen? Page, oh, okay. The underqualified and overcompensated <laughs> podcast page on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, tune in. We have it all up there. Um, and watch and listen. That episode, it was fantastic. It was a great interview, as was this one with Joe. My only regret with this one with Joe was that we didn't have enough time. Yeah. And, she's been uh, waiting. You know, what do you like she gave us like 10 more minutes? Oh no, she honestly she, did. I was so I was talking to the campaign, the guy, the media guy. And we were actually only scheduled for 20 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh. She gave us a lot of her time. So good. That's good on us. Um, <laughs> so how did – so first, you weren't on the last episode. Yeah. How did you feel about the policies and her? What was your – what was your – be honest. I, how do you feel about it? I was – I was – I was definitely the same Mostly – I was mostly was. impressed. Um I really like – a lot of the same – a lot of the things she was saying, um, specifically about the masks – and um, oh, what was the other thing about like gun control is those are conversations I've had at work. Like legit, it's, it's I've had it with um, you guys. Know, you guys know Johnny, who we share an office with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that is an actual conversation I have had with him and other people listening. So like the fact that she's like it was almost like she was listening to that conversation. It's crazy how that conversation happened like three weeks ago, and then we just had that conversation, and it was just spot on. Well, I think that's why the Libertarian Party is resonating with so many veterans and military, because mm -hmm. honestly, from the conversations we just have, you know, out of the smoke shack or on duty, 
mm-hmm. is honestly straight off the libertarian platform. <laughs> so, so because I, they're I, like, I, hey man, how do you feel about weed? I don't give a fuck. If I could yeah. just do a quick disclaimer, because I had a talking to yesterday, not yesterday, the other day, we here at Uno, we don't uh, endorse any candidates. We only educate, and we know which way our leanings are. There, that saved me from getting in trouble later on. <laughs> oh, did uh, did a certain spouse yell at you? Huh? No, 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 I think, I think we, had a, uh, we had a, a meeting where they were talking about uh, your active duty military. You can't endorse candidates. So we here are not endorsing oh. anyone. Yes, we're we do not endorse educated. anyone. If we could get Joe Biden on the podcast, we would fucking get Joe Biden on the podcast. But oh. I would shit on Joe Biden. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If we could get other presidential candidates on a podcast, I'd do it. Don't do that because there are some friggin' weirdos out there running for president and they're going to be on like four. Ba- Kanye West. Let's get Kanye West on the podcast. And a heartbeat. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, okay. You just talked to E. <laughs> Apparently, right. we, we have influenced Duncan to research it, which is great. And that's what we want, guys. Yeah, that's what we need. But the thing is, I line up exactly like that. Yeah, so I, we I don't support a certain that's me. but we want you guys to learn. And that's why we started the podcast, was for you to be informed about any topic that we go on. Right now, the past couple of weeks, it's been political towards the presidential candidacy. Um, but that's not always what all of our episodes are about. Uh, two episodes ago, it was Veterans Affairs. Yeah. And out- great episode. So it was a great episode. Go back and watch that one with Nate McDonald, uh, with Irreverent Warriors. That was great. I but was on duty for that one. You were. And, oh, I wish you were there. You're always on duty. You're I'm right right now. But so we we just want to educate in a form. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> You're casual pants. Hey, I've got like two more minutes and then I gotta go. Yep. Oh, you whore. I, I told you, like this is a, I was on here for this. I have Hungarians just waiting for me. I love how your setup has evolved, though. If I could just say that, it's no longer. I'm working on it. Scary German it. kitchen. Now there's 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 some uh, there's some eye candy in the back. Yes. So <laughs> specifically, idea, specifically. So the the idea of removing the regulations is that <laughs> you should also take advantage of those regulations. So it's not that she's going to make it to where you know criminal fel- violent criminals aren't going to be able to get weapons still. But I mean, some of the regulations will be removed. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys are going into a conversation that I literally don't have time for. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you. Yes, we do. All right. Worse. Okay. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I am honestly, I am, I am honestly sorry that I have to leave this or else I would be on here for another two hours with you all. <laughs> I really would be because we don't, I don't, I haven't gotten to do this with you guys in a while. So uh, oh. that was crazy. Uh, that. <laughs> These How did it happen? <laughs> these last two weeks definitely should have happened for us, but they did. Uh, I hope everybody watching super enjoyed it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody watching uh, enjoyed it. Uh, are you guys going to hang out for a little bit? Uh, I got maybe like 10 minutes and then I have to go. All right. Give the rest of my uniform on. Rhodes, some of, us work for, some of us work for a living. Damn it. All right. I worked we this morning. Oh, Fuck I'm sorry. You, you shove Q-tips up people's nose. Get a lunch. No, no. I took, I took temperatures and asked them if they had any nausea or vomiting. <laughs> Get fucked. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, stay tuned for these asshats. Uh, I have to go, though. Yep. I love Join us every next one of week. you. We record every Saturday and or Sunday with our schedules changing. 
But um, we don't know what we're talking about next week, but it's going to be something and jump in because if we don't know what we're talking about, crotch goblins. Crotch goblins. Fucking crotch goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why you said it. I was like, why did you bring up crotch? Yeah, you dummy. Apparently, I have to go downstairs and help my wife. Um, So we're professional. Discuss a little bit. First, love you, buddy. Talk to you. All right. Love you guys, too. This was fun. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) So, Heather said she'll talk to me later about it. So it's it's free. Just you now have advantage to use the same things. And I personally think all Americans should own a handgun and know how to use that handgun. And mm-hmm. and, and it's not because we're American and we love guns, but in a reality of that, you may have to defend yourself. You should know. It's not. And, and actually, Heather does know how to use a gun. She's grown up hunting. She is very well versed in weapons, but. Um, with other people, I mean, you, you should know. Brian Scotch, I like, I like your style. Brian Scotch, I'm not going hard. I'm not gonna put that one up, but I like your style. Oh, that's my favorite name for them. It's my favorite, and my family fucking hates it. <laughs> hates it. Huge eye roll every time from Ashley. But uh, Brian Scotch is coming in hard, and I, I like it. Uh, coming in real, real big with it. Uh, let us know in the comments how do you guys feel. Uh, besides, we obviously know how Brian feels about uh, the libertarian candidates. Um, how do all you guys feel? Uh, how how do you how are you feeling, Rico? How are you feeling about it? Uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that uh, this platform, this third party choice, gets a. Uh, continues to have this groundswell of people seeking out more information to potentially help make, you know, different choices. Cause, uh, where there's a couple of candidates right now, the major candidates and, mm, mm, you know how I feel yeah, about I mean, Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, so president Trump, you know, commander in chief doesn't still hold a lot of faith in me as a citizen. Um, Joe Biden, same. Like, and even though I, I am not like a huge, you know, big swing in libertarian, mm-hmm. but I agree with a lot more of it than the other sides. And she instills a lot more faith in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel safer. Uh, it, it, I don't know, name because is, is Mama Joe. It's going to make you feel safer. <laughs> I mean, either way. So I, I feel like both candidates, it's like it's like putting a round in a revolver, swinging it, and just going because they're unpredictable. Yeah. Joe Biden's a fucking crazy person. You never know what he's going to say. Sniffing people, touching faces. It's weird. Thank you. <laughs> but I represent more than two parties. It. That's also another point. The two-party system, it, it, there's so many, maybe back in the day, yeah, you could, but it's so versatile. There's so many different opinions and feelings of every political aspect. Why do we only have two sides Yeah, and two candidates? And out of the 2,700 Democratic candidates this past year, how did this one get the final? Because he's been he's been in the in the uh, in the shoot for a long time. He's been doing this for forty plus years. And, I think uh, that's more of a reason why you should get the fuck out. <laughs> yes, 
Because if now, if, 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 after 40 plus years, <laughs> if you think now is the time to make a change and none of the rest of the time that you were in. Mm. <laughs> we, brought up, we brought it up with a spike. The fact yeah. that they're like, if you elect me, I will do this, that, and this. Bitch, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a part of Congress. Do it now. <laughs> uh, that's not the right stage for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I'm president, I will fix the VA. Cool. Me and the Civil War general still waiting for fucking service over here. We'll just wait for you to get elected. Like, I didn't understand that at all. How a lot of them just makes no sense. Uh, Brett did a huge comment here. I'm not going to read all that. Um, we don't have time, Brett. I'll answer it. <laughs> just send Brett a, a, a freaking invite and he could just say that all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks. Fantastic. There's like numbers and percentages, which I yeah. love stats. Um, but there's there's a lot going on there. Um it, I, I like a lot of the viewpoints. I like a lot of the libertarian points. Yeah. Um and I if she gets elected, that would be great, maybe. I don't know, but at least I would I want her to debate. I really want her to yeah. debate. Um and as she said, so I was going to ask her how close they are to being on the debate stage. Mm-hmm. And she brought up the support for it. So I assume they're still pretty far off. Hmm. I mean, so hopefully they're closer. Um, happy day, Dale Mathis. Uh, he turned 32. Ooh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. But I, I, I really want to see her on the debate stage. I feel like that would be great. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like it would be any better uh, to have that representation for all three. But uh, all of you guys, support, spread the word. Uh, try to do the best with this episode. Throw it out there. Let people watch it. Let people see uh, her other episodes and podcasts, not just ours. Uh, yeah, but mostly ours. Mostly ours <laughs> because you get all of this. But it, it's it's a very versatile platform. Um, then there's some things that I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what would what I mean, you say is kind of an issue for you, Rico? Uh, well, the any issues I had <clears throat> were based on ignorance, could not knowing, and Spike cleared up a lot of it, uh, like uh, my issue with them saying uh, just... Uh, Spike was like a machine gun of yeah, knowledge, man. Like reducing the, the budgets for education, which is scary to me, just here, just seeing that and not knowing the context behind it. Removing yeah. a lot of the bureaucracy makes sense. They, if you're like making it harder for these kids to learn that's a problem for me but spike cleared it up but yeah, i don't know give it more free will to the states in choice of school right that's kind of what he was talking yeah. about yeah rather than um, having the federal government being like this is the systematic education plan uh, yeah. which is obviously not fucking working <laughs> the whole plan is so, coming and i think brian scotts brought it up earlier uh just being drones of passing tests and not actually learning the knowledge and they're learning incorrectly. And it was the same way when I was in school. It was the same shit. It didn't get better. This is a solid question. Duncan's got the fire. You think the libertarian neutrality is a weakness in itself? Mm. I don't feel like they're neutral. I feel like they seem neutral because it, it comes down, and I said this in the, in the episode, I think it, um, it comes down to liberty, uh, free liberty and free will. So 
it comes out as neutral, but it's more just it's very simple kind of logic, I think. To me, at least, it's like, you know, with abortion, like she doesn't agree with it. And I kind of stand the same way. I don't agree with abortion. I don't think it's the right answer in any situation. But who am I to impose that on other people? Who is the president to impose that on other people or anyone else? So it's definitely and, a choice that should be up to the person involved, not outside. But yes, in, you know, providing the platform for them to be able to do that. Okay. Um, but with that, it should be their choice, but I don't think it should be federally funded either. Because then that's using my tax money and other tax money, people who don't agree with it to then fund that thing that we don't agree. Um, but then there's other things like uh, people, a big platform for the libertarians are get rid of taxes. And I wish we would have asked Spike about this because I don't understand how you can get rid of taxes. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow these politicians that only make, what, uh, $200,000 a year, I'm, I'm just a vague number. Somehow they're all multimillionaires. So they figure it out. They figure out how to get the money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, they're getting paid by lobbyists, but. How, how does, you know, shit get done, state and or federally, if uh, we don't pay taxes? <clears throat> and, and maybe there is a way, and if someone knows better, please answer, because maybe there is a way to do it, and I'm just not smart enough, which is a high possibility, to understand this concept. <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm not sure. And I, I, I don't know, there's, there's other a few points. So, uh, like I said, with the education thing, Spike cleared it up. Yeah, it's quite clear um, He did a solid he, job. He did great. He, I, I learned about the, the prison system, the, the pretty much prison slavery. This and I kind of knew about it a little bit because I had worked in fast food with uh, people on work release. Um, but I thought they had a little bit more freedom than that. Uh, and it makes sense. And the quota for the states to put people in prison, didn't know about that either. Mm. Um, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you guys watching. We dropped from 220 plus viewers to 55. Thank you to the dedicated 50. Uh, we pride. Hey, 61. We're staying on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. I got to go back to work. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe to the episode. Please. Share it around, like, and follow because we try to bring different topics every week. Um, we. I'm, I'm busy in COVID shit. He's dealing with CQ and stuff like that. So uh, we I'm don't a, know what I'm, our upcoming I'm dealing with quarantine is. today and CQ. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try to bring you outer stuff. And if there's stuff that you want us to tackle, we will find a guest. No matter how far out of reach he is for our publicity purposes. And I will hound them like I did the Joe Jorgensen campaign. And I will get the mud. I really, I don't know if any any of the people watching know Nicholas Irving or Nick Irving. I really, I've been listening to his book, not reading because I can't read, but. His <laughs> <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> I really am going to try to get him on the show. If, if that interests anybody, just shoot us a message. And uh, yep, Anyone that you guys find, um, in, whether it's Libertarian Associated or something else. Uh, we really have no topic that's off the table. Uh, we want to tackle anything and everything. We want to answer the questions you didn't know you had. So let us know. We're going to try to outreach and find some particular topics. Again, we appreciate you guys hanging on with all of the love. Thank you from myself, from Rico. Hey. Deuces.
Bye. Hurt ya.